everyone. Morning, morning. I've got it all set up here well enough. Hopefully everyone is uh, is good. Just making sure everything's uh, charging along nicely here. Audio's going, which is excellent. Hey, good morning. Good to see everyone, or well, when everyone jumps on anyway. Um, if everyone's had a good weekend, and a bit of a shout out to all the mothers out there. Hopefully you uh, you've had a good weekend. People jumping on now. Hey, good morning, Alison. Good to see you. There's James. Morning, mate. Hopefully you're all good and well. Welcome to another little wealth coffee chat. Monday, the tenth of May. Um, while everyone's uh, jumping on, doing the do. Little quick intros. Uh, Jason Witten's my name. If you haven't met me before, but some of you have, like Michelle. Hey, Michelle. So welcome back. Those who are coming back. Uh, for those who are. Uh, saying hello for the first time, uh, Penny. Uh, good to see you again, Penny. For those who are here for the first time, welcome back or welcome. Uh, Jason Witten's my name, as I said before. Been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors 18 odd years across Australia and New Zealand. And um, each morning, Monday to Friday ish, around about 8 o'clock, we have a wealth coffee chat about the world of property investing, about going the distance in this thing. Uh, like I always say, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and property takes some time to uh, to get going. Hey, thanks, James. Glad you enjoyed it. Uh, for, for those who don't know, I do a little podcast called The Wealth Faculty, and um, you can catch it on iTunes or Spotify. If you're up for it, I interviewed Sam, my business partner of now over 18 years um, the other day. It was good to chat with him. Uh, deep dive on what he's what he's doing. Hello, my love. Good to see you. Ah, oh, well, there you go. Ah, there you go. Hey, Ben. Good to see you, mate. Oh, thanks for the shout out. That's awesome. Hey, tonight or this morning. Tonight, I was going to say tonight. Feeling a bit uh, off the pace um, after the weekend, but um, uh, this morning I thought we'd talk about uh, rents. And uh, uh, a lot of us, you know, know. Well, you should know anyway. You should know that the future of your passive income is the majority of us are expecting our rents <coughs> to produce and create a passive income for us in the future. Uh, and uh, what we need to know, what we need to understand is what uh, forces might do that, uh, what uh, what to expect, what not to expect, et cetera, et cetera, and thought we'd sort of dive into that this morning and uh, have a bit of a look about what's going on in the marketplace when it comes to our rents because a lot of people say, you know, property prices will double every seven to ten years. I think that's rubbish. It's actually a big fat lie. Um, it's a big, big fat bunch of bullshit. Um, however, I have seen property prices fairly consistently double in value every twelve to fifteen years. Um, and uh, it doesn't mean every property, but um, you know, uh, for the time I've been hanging around, and for the people of recent history that are a bit older than me, but in the game a bit longer. That's kind of been the cycle uh, as we've rolled along. But some things accelerate that uh, as we go. But I want to talk about some inverse and some positive and some negative influences in rents today and uh, what we might be able to do about them. So let's uh, let's jump over to oh, – let's quickly do this. Let's just jump over to um, some things I prepared a little bit earlier. Uh, let's see if I can move my, my noggin uh, out of here. So, gang, um, 
interesting stats come out in uh, in the last little week. I'll do this so we can have a look at these uh, these independently, these little charts. Uh, one here about the, the quarterly change in the rents of just recent times. Now, um, when you look at these things in independence, you think, wow, okay, the capital cities, um, the capital cities aren't really, uh, the big ones aren't really keeping up with some of the regionals. Like you have a look at this, uh, this information here, you go, oh, wow, you know, the regionals are doing way better from a rent growth point of view when it comes to uh, our properties. And the big cities, their combined capitals, they're a bit off the pace. And, you know, um, you know, we talk about the idea of, you know, we, we believe the big cities are going to be the better place for your property long term. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, there's data that shows temporarily that that's not the case, especially right now with the rent growth and, and so on. Now, I think that would be a bit skewed with uh, the very close uh, regional cities, regional towns to the cities, but you know we'll see how this goes, plays out long term. Bit of a shout out to Tim Boyle for um, uh, a couple of these charts. Tim Boyle, good friend of mine. Uh, he's a mortgage broker, good mortgage broker at that. Specialises with nurses uh, and those in the medical field, and uh, he's a mad keen uh, stats and data guy, just like me. So a uh, bit of a shout out to Tim Boyle. But you know, let's have a look at some info here about, all right, well, there's some data, there's some growth in our quarterly rents in the past little bit. Uh, how's that playing out? You know, look at Melbourne. Melbourne's uh, struggling a little bit. Melbourne's had the, the, the worst lockdown or the worst effect in rents in the lockdown. Matter of fact, Melbourne rents went backwards, went down in comparison to many of the other cities when the rents went up uh, by and large. And, um, you know, what's going on? You know, how do we manage this long-term uh, into our future, okay, and when we have a bit of a look. But, you know, when we when we have a bit of a look at other charts, other things that are going on here, we have a look at, you know, the rental affordability index and uh, it plays an interesting tune. You have a look at Tasmania. Uh, let's have a look here. You have a look at Tassie and it shows that Tassie is super unaffordable. Now, super unaffordable over here. You have a look at the Hobart um, rents. And the Hobart's rent, rents went up, right? Now, the challenge is you're kind of like, oh, what's going on there? The challenge is in Hobart, the rents are unaffordable, okay? Now, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I wouldn't buy in Hobart. Um, uh, I wouldn't buy in Tassie per se um, in bulk. Maybe I'd do one property there but not a whole portfolio there because – by and large, it's unaffordable for the people who live there for the rents to continue to go up. Everyone everyone hearing me? Everyone listening? Right? Because Tasmania, uh, and we'll talk about this in a minute, we'll talk about, you know, where, you know, what drives rents, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, that in a second. So you can have a look at other little places like this. We're looking about South Australia, um, you know, in the relative uh, moderately unaffordable and you're looking at the other places in India. You're looking at, um, you know, New South Wales is moderately unaffordable. Uh, Victoria is completely affordable. Uh, Queensland's completely affordable. Western Australia is completely affordable. ACT just starting to sort of get, you know, um, stuck in the um, in the unaffordable space. Oh, you guys can't see that. Sorry. There we go. When we're talking about, you know, moderately unaffordable, unaffordable. 
Uh, and Vi was talking, uh, V's talking about, hey, uh, Vi Vi, V V, uh, however you say that, um, the Byron Bay effect. Absolutely. And uh, what happens is, you know, if you get a thousand people move into a small town, uh, a, a small town, then, you know, there's not a, like a small town can't build a thousand properties in, in a year. It, it's flat out been building a hundred properties in a year. And that's where this misleading data comes from. And so when you have a bit of a look at the data, for me, you know, I wouldn't be rushing into places like Hobart because the future, the future is going to be restrained because it is unaffordable, severely unaffordable right now. And for development and lending and buying, um, it's unaffordable because of wages down there, okay? So we look at a bit of data and we go, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Let's let's you know dig a bit deeper. But let's do a little analysis on, on really what I was sort of going to talk about this morning is the concept what I call the proximity for profit. Okay, the proximity of your properties. I'm going to put that over there. Um, the proximity of profit. Now, if let's just use the CBD, and you can use anything else you like. Um, you can use a train station. You can use. Um, the ocean, you can use something that people want to live next to as proximity. And the further away from the, from the thing that people want to live, um, live next to, the less the rents. So I know that if you, uh, let's say, for example, um, just up the road here in Brisbane, um, you know, if you were 1K from the CBD in a house, you could charge a thousand bucks a week rent. Okay, one kilometre. But if you are 30 kilometres away, if you are 30 kilometres away from the CBD, then you're charging $400 a week rent. Okay? Now, obviously, the prices uh, correlate to those, uh, those distances as well. You know, you're probably spending, you know, a million dollars for a house and you're probably spending, you know, maybe $500,000 for a house um, there. Um but what I'm saying is the proximity of some infrastructure, the, um, the transport, the schools, the, the jobs, et cetera, et cetera, are super important to understand when it comes to your property portfolio. And remember the other day we talked about this one. We talked about the, uh, the three or the four drivers of um, uh, the four qualities of your rental income into the future. Uh, that is the quality of the location of the property. That's the hardest one to change when you have a property. The quality of your uh, property itself, you know, flight to quality, the design, the the architecture, the feel, the the maintenance, et cetera, et cetera, and the quality of the tenant. Okay, you're at the center of this. You're looking for dollars. That's how that is how rents go up. Okay. And the person um, on the person looking after this, uh, this holy trinity or whatever you want to call it, uh, is your property manager. The quality of your property manager, coupled with the 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 proximity to profit, the proximity for pressure for your rents into the future, will um, will help those rents go up. And uh, the ability for people to afford this stuff. Which is which is super super important. So let's just have a quick look at this. Um, it's a it's a deep topic, and uh, there's a lot more to it. 
we've dived into it a bit. But think about this, gang. What's going to make your rents go up into the future? What happens? Um, uh, inflation plus wage rises make our rents go up. Okay, that's what happens. Inflation plus wage rises makes our rents go up. Now, for the moment, in the short term, that's been a little bit of a struggle because we've had COVID, we've had probably the last five years uh, stagnation of wages, okay? But I think that's going to change. We can see that coming, inflation and wage rises. The challenge has been a couple of things make make, uh, rents go down or stagnate. Uh, interest rates, interest rates um, staying flat or going down, okay? So when interest rates are low, uh, the landlords don't have as much pressure to put the rents up. And number two, supply and demand, okay? When supply and demand, when there's an oversupply, there's been quite a lot of supply, and we just talked about this probably prior to 2017, 2018, there was a lot of supply in the market. Now, 2019, 2021, the supply is down and gone. Okay. So uh, I believe the rents are going to go up and we're going to get a huge population maneuver when it comes to um, these things as well the, in, um, the wage rises, the inflation, and then we're going to get some new population. That's going to give us some pressures in certain areas like the Byron Bay effect. When a 1,000 people arrive in a small town, the rents go up. Anyway, hopefully that made sense. It was uh, a lot more complicated this morning than a uh, quick coffee chat, actually. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, um, hopefully, you know, you guys get the picture. Don't dive into the data and go, oh, you know, we should run off to the regionals because that's not the case. And then you look at, oh, you know, Um, Hobart's killing it, you know, we should go to Hobart. Well, Hobart's unaffordable, gang, you know, completely unaffordable. Perth is the one of the most affordable rental places in Australia, if you look at the little rental thing there, okay? And um, uh, Victoria has just become the second most affordable rental place in Australia. Then Queensland uh, has come in uh, number three. And then New South Wales is number four. So you got the four, these these four over here, New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, Western Australia, they're the four affordable places for rent, gang, okay? And they're the places, listen to me now, they're the places that rent will grow in the next 10 years because those places are going to get the jobs, they're going to get the population, they're going to get the people when it comes to uh when it comes to this little game uh, that we're playing, which is property investing. Anyway, hopefully that made sense. Yeah? Okay. As we go. Yeah, I think uh, the population will be um, affected pretty uh, insanely, Michelle, when the, when, the, the, uh, pop- when the borders open up again. Uh, Alison's asking, we know any good websites that have CBD maps and overlays set for distance transport lines? Good question. Uh, the uh, walk score, uh, walkscore.com. Check that one out, um, uh, Alison. Uh, Microburbs, and there was a little website that I was just using a moment ago, which has got some good stats um, 
uh, et cetera, et cetera. It was called, and I'll, I'll track it down for you, Alison, and I'll uh, I'll drop it in. But um, there you go, gang. Uh, hopefully you're all well. I think uh, I think we've uh, we've uh, done done the do this morning. Where are we? Here we go. Um, Sixteen odd minutes now, so maybe a bit a bit of a longer coffee chat uh, this morning. But hopefully that made sense when we're talking about you know rents. What are they doing? Where they're going to go into the future? Let's think about where we own our properties and how we own them and what we do about it. Um, there you go. All right, gang. Well, uh, thanks for those uh, that are always here. Great to have your support, gang. And for anyone joining who who are new, um, welcome along. Thank you for joining us. Uh, also, each day, Monday to Friday, we just have a bit of an informal chat about what's on my mind or questions you guys might have. So uh, chuck them in the chat. If you've got something you want me to talk about, uh, let me know. Uh, so like I said before, been investing 20-odd years, helping property investors across Australia and New Zealand build their property portfolios. So along the way, we've paid a few paid of attention. We've done a few deals, over 6,500 deals, property deals across Australia and New Zealand and counting. So uh, we've learned a few things so, and we'd like to share those with you guys. And uh, if you want to know more, track us down um, on our podcast. This has turned into a podcast if you're watching live on Spotify and iTunes. And uh, we do some education stuff uh, every week for our uh, investors. So track us down on our website or on our Facebook page, find out more. All right, gang, that's it. I'm done. Hopefully you're awesome and well. 8.20, time to get after it. And um, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.